How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. CPS, the California Physician Service, is your safeguard. For your health's sake, protect yourself against the economic shock of hospital and doctor bills. Let CPS pay them. CPS means care, protection, and service. CPS gives you care, protection, and service. Employee groups of five or more may be enrolled in California Physician Service on fulfilling group enrollment regulations. But more later about those three important letters, CPS... Now to California Caravan and the story, How Santa Claus Came to Simpson's Bar. The winter of 1862 was a wet one. Rain fell steadily and thin mountain streams swelled and gushed into the valley of the Sacramento. High above the flooded lowland, the little mining camp of Simpson's Bar clung to the edge of Table Mountain, buffeted by howling winds, slashed by driving rains, and completely cut off from the outside world by the raging waters of Rattlesnake Creek. Most of the diggings were underwater, the rest clogged with mud, and the steady, chill rain drove the miners into their flimsy shacks. So it was that one night late in December, the bachelor population of Simpson's Bar gathered in Thompson's store, huddled miserably around the pot-bellied stove, listened to the steady drone of the rain. Uh, Real dreary. Well, I could sure do with a drink. We drained the last bottle on Tuesday. Oh. Anybody care for a hand of red dog? What for? Suspend the buttons. No money. No liquor. Uh, if I was asked to point out a quiet little village where a retired gambler like myself might exercise his talent with no hope of return, I'd say Simpson's Bar. Oh, shut up. My friend, I'm among you from necessity, not from choice. Yeah. If this infernal rain had held up, I'd be in Tuttleville right now with a hot rum toddy in my left hand and four aces in my right. Tuttleville! Hey, ain't that where your Mexican sweetie lives, Dick? Rosita? Yeah. Wouldn't be at all surprised if one of them Dixon boys don't beat your time with Rosita. Especially since you ain't been to see her this week. Mind your own business. Things are sure tough. I heard tell the stage had stopped at Granger's and the mail got lost in the ford at Barton Point. Ryder had swim for his life. Who gets mail, anyway? I'm just making conversation. Well, I can do without well, it. What kind of fool would come out on a night like this? Oh, that's the old man. Best way is at his mules. Well, 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 boys. Hey, wet enough for you? I was uh, just saying to the old woman, I says, I'll run down to Thompson's and cheer the boys up a little. Hey. Hey, did you hear the one about the Irishman and the mule? Ha, ha, ha. It'll kill you. <laughs> Jim Smiley told it. Now, it seems that Jim Irishman... Smiley's an old fool. I, uh, uh, and a yellow skunk. Well, now you mentioned it, I reckon he is. 
dismal weather, ain't it? Yeah. And tomorrow's Christmas. So what? Well, that means uh, tonight's Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Just another day, old man. It's just another day. Well, uh, I kind of thought, that is, I had the idea, passing like, that maybe you'd all like to come over to my house tonight and sort of tear around. You wouldn't care to do that now, would you? Well, I don't know, old man. We might do that. But uh, what about your wife? What does she say? Oh. oh. Well, well, I reckon the old man wears the britches in his own house stables. I reckon he invites who he darn well pleases. Of course, that I do. Uh, don't you fret about the old woman. No, sirree. I can handle her all right. How's that little boy Johnny of you on, old man? I hear he's been sick. Yeah, I've been missing the kid lately. <laughs> Used to see him every afternoon up on the bluff throwing rocks at mules. First little rascal. Well, Johnny's been uh, ailing lately. He's got the misery in his back. Well, maybe we'd be in the way if he's sick. Oh, no, 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 no. He, he's better today. Besides, a uh, little fun might liven him up some. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go. Uh, boys, maybe you better wait here, Sal. I'll go inside and uh, tell the old woman I'm having company. You know, uh, Sarah... Sarah never minded about having the boys come up, but uh, this one, she'll take a little talking to. I won't be long. All right, old man, we'll wait. Sarah, who's she? The old man's first wife. Yeah, Johnny's mom. Left the old man when Johnny was three years old. I thought everybody in the county knew that story. No, I never heard of her. Well, she was as neat and pretty a little woman as you ever saw. Good cook and tended the house fine. The old man made her life miserable. Yeah, how? By his jealousy and his suspicions. In fact, one afternoon, he invited the whole camp up to the house to prove her infidelity. Yeah, you was there, Staples, you Yeah, me? sure was. The old man led everybody into the house, expecting to embarrass his wife something terrible. And bless Pat, if she wasn't in the kitchen with an apron on, cooking supper, innocent as all outdoors. We felt like a passel of fools. Well, you should have. idea of putting her in a spot like that. And she was pretty shocked by the whole thing. In fact, it was about ten minutes before she recovered enough to release the man she had hidden in the closet and leave the camp with him. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one used to be the old man's cook. He married her about a year ago. I wonder what's taking him so long. Oh, she brained him with the first leg? Probably violent up something in the kitchen to throw on us. Hey, stand clear the door. Stand clear that door. Oh. Well, Johnny. Evening, young man. Come out of the way. Yeah. Well, you look like an engine with that blanket drape on your son. I've been in bed. Now, don't make no noise. The old man's in the kitchen talking to Ma. Boys, take a look at that table. Huh? Dang if it don't look like a party, yeah. huh? It ain't much. There's whiskey and crackers and cheese and tobacco. Food for the gods! Sure. There's dried apples on the shelf, but I don't admire them. Apples are swelling. Oh, yeah, powerful swelling. Now, wait in and don't be scared. I don't mind the old woman. She don't belong to me. Uh, Johnny, you're not going to turn in again, are you? Yes, I am. What's up, kid? I'm sick. I got fever and you know, hurting in my chest. Chill blames and, and rheumatiz. Rheumatiz. <laughs> what a kid. That's not the half of what I got to say about him. Quiet, it's the old woman. She's giving him what for, all right. Listen. Well, certainly, Martha, that's so. Of course they are. A gang of lazy, drunken loafers. And that big pullin', he's the worst of lot. <laughs> that right, true. Right, so well. Yeah, didn't have no more sense than invite themselves over here with sickness in the house and no provision. That's what I said to them. Oh, but they would come. That's what you got to expect from any trash that hangs around Thompson's store. Well, just better be the last time. 
I got a mind to take a broom to the whole kitchen caboodle of them, and you too. Reckon she throwed them out? Shh. Well, make yourself to home, boys. <laughs> the old woman thought she'd run over to Ms. McFadden's for a sociable call. Hey, uh, sure, she don't mind us being here. No, of course not. This is my house, I says to her. And I invite who I darn well please. Now, go on, sit down, boys, and get the party rolling. <laughs> Jim Smiley. <laughs> yes, sir, the mule looks straight up at that Irishman, and he says we'd get there faster if an I was to ride you. That Jim Smiley's doing car. Got a real sharp wit he has. That's 12 o'clock. Merry Christmas, boys. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Dad. Oh, it's Johnny. Oh, what is it, son? I got the misery again, Dad. Can you rub my back? Well, sure, son. Hey, give me that bottle of whiskey, Dick. It's the only thing I can rub him with when... Oh... Empty. Here, here, there's some left in my cup. Ah, yeah, mine. Pour it all together, boys. Yeah, old man. Maybe this is enough. Now, you go right on with your party, boys. I, I won't be long. Sure. Now, now where, where does she hurt, son? Sometimes up here. Sometimes over here. But it's real bad right here. Oh, well, now, we, we'll fix that up right away. Having a good time out there, Dad? You bet, Sonny. Tomorrow's Christmas, ain't it? Yes, it is. What's Christmas, anyway? What's it all about? Oh, it's, uh, it's just a day. Ma says that everywhere but here, everybody gives things to everybody on Christmas. She says there's a man they call Santa Claus. He comes down the chimney night before Christmas and gives things to children. Boys like me. Puts presents in their stockings. Uh, son, uh, Ma said that? Yeah. She just made that up, didn't she, Dad? Just to fool me, didn't she? Oh, now, Dad, don't you take on none. It don't hurt near so bad now. I'm going to be all right and get well and everything. Yeah, sure, sure, son. Sure you will. What's the boys doing out there, Dad? Oh, betting on something, some game or other. They got a little pile of money on the table. Now, now you try to sleep, Sonny. I'd sure like to take a hand and win some money. Well, we'll have lots of money when I strike it rich, son. Most any day now I'll hit that vein. And I'll get you anything you want. I'll send Plum to San Francisco for it. Well, whether you strike it or I win it, it's all luck anyway. I guess everything's just luck. But, Dad. Yeah? It's mighty curious about Christmas, ain't it? Even if Ma was fooling me, why do they call it Christmas? Uh, <coughs> well, well, it uh, all started a long time ago, way across the ocean. There was a little baby barn in a manger. His Ma and Pa was poor folks, and they couldn't even get a place to sleep. So they had to bed down with the sheep and cows. But this here baby, he, he was sent down from heaven because he was really the son of God. The folks down here on this old earth was so wicked and sinful that God figured it would take his son to save him. His name was Jesus. Yes, I heard of him before. Well, the night he was born, the, the sky was blue as lake water. 
And over in the east, there was a great big white star that nobody had ever seen before. It, that was the Christmas star. And some wise men saw that star, and they knowed that Jesus had been born. So they wrapped up some fancy perfumes and spices and got on their camels, and, and they rode over to Bethlehem. And right underneath the big star, they found the manger and the baby. And they gave the gifts to the baby? Yep. And ever since that time, folks have celebrated his birthday at Christmas. And that's why they give presents to each other on account of the little Christ child that was born long ago. And he was poor too, wasn't he, Dad? Well, in a way. But money ain't real riches, son. It's what you got inside of you that counts. How you feel about other folks and uh, whether or not you're happy. Yes, Dad. Sit here with me till I go to sleep. Sure, sonny, huh? I'll sit right here. Outside in the main room of the cabin, the fire burned low. The money was gone from the table and the chairs were empty. A sudden crackling ember flung a red glow around the room, lit up the bowed head of a man sitting by the door, touched the faces of the old man and the little boy, both fast asleep. Hey, uh, where's the old man? Asleep. Him and the kid, too. Good. We got everything ready. Come on. Where's the mayor? Staples is holding her down here at the crossing. She's in the ornery mood, too. Uh, I never seen her when she wasn't. What time is it? Half past 12. You think you can make it? It's 50 miles round trip. Well, I reckon I can. Anybody get a look at the creek? Uh, the fellow over at the stable says it's rising fast. You'll have to swim it. Yeah. Down, Jovey, sit down. Bless your ornery heart. Hold on, Staples. Got to watch her, Dick. She's ugly as homemade sin and twice as cousin. She, she's fast. I'll handle her. Oh, mind her bucking, Dick. She ain't never been known to go around anything that she can get over the top of. Hey, here's the money. Right. Don't take the lower road back unless you push for time. We'll be here at 5 o'clock. Right. Now then, stand clear of here, boy, and, and up with you. Up, up, up. Don't miss your first hold of remain there, and get off your stirrup quick. Ready? Yeah, all right. Good luck. Get up. Go! in the first act of California Caravan, the doctors of California have this message for you. Today in the state of California, more than four million men, women, and children are protected by some form of voluntary health and accident insurance or are members of prepaid medical and hospital service systems, such as California Physician Service. Last year alone added one million names to this list, the greatest growth in any year since voluntary health insurance systems began. Why? The reason is simple. Every day, people are learning that adequate prepaid budget basis medicine, yes, adequate health protection, costs just about what the average man spends for cigarettes. Yet it's one thing, for instance, to be a smoker without an immediate cigarette, and quite another to be stricken by illness without immediate hospital and doctor funds. Just think, the cost is about the same. Yet scarcely ever is a smoker without a cigarette, and so often is his family without adequate health protection. Friends, voluntary health protection gives you so much for so little. Yes, so much when you need it for so little when you didn't, 
but you can't afford to be without it. Consult your family doctor or your insurance man at once. Or write to CPS, the California Physician Service, care of the station to which you are listening. Now back to California Caravan and the second act of How Santa Claus Came to Simpson's Bar. The road to Tuttleville was alive with a strange rumor that Christmas Eve of 1862. A horse and rider was seen to plunge recklessly into the swollen waters of Rattlesnake Creek, emerge dripping on the other side, and disappear in a great thunder of hooves. About two o'clock, the driver of a vast pioneer stagecoach reported that he was overtaken and passed by a wild man on a pinto mare. The company warned him to stop drinking on his runs or be fired. And at half past two, a Mexican coming home from a saloon swore he saw the devil on a great yellow horse bearing down on him out of the night. And was so horrified, he stopped then and there and said his prayers for the first time in 21 years. Yes, it was a memorable Christmas Eve, for Dick Bullen had accomplished half the impossible. Only half, for he had the return trip to make, and danger lay in wait. It was three o'clock when Jovita clattered up to the Tuttleville Mercantile Establishment, and Dick banged on the closed shutters of the owner's quarters next door. Hey! Hey, wake up in there! Hey, you! Get out of bed, Johnson. You got a customer. Don't close. Go away. Johnson, open. Oh, what's the use? Wait. Hmm. I got it. Fire! Fire! Johnson, your store's on fire. Hey, what's that? Fire! Where? Get out of bed and lend me a hand. Miranda, give me my pants. And then the water bucket. Here, I'll help you out the window. Down the alarm. Oh, for help. Don't you stay in there. Take it easy. Give me your key. Here, get the boys at the saloon. Ring the alarm. Yeah. I'll, I'll get the safe. You grab them corsets. They cost me $50 a piece. Keep your shirt on, Johnson. There isn't any fire. But somebody yelled that we... You. you. Yeah. Why, you, you... I ought to call the sheriff. Listen, you. There's a sick kid in Simpson's bar who don't believe in Santa Claus. He thinks the whole thing's a trick. Somebody's playing on him. Never had a present in his life. He knows it'll take a miracle for him to get one now. Well, it's going to be a miracle, see? If I have to wake up every storekeeper in Tunnelville. I'll roll out some toys and be quick about it. I ain't got all night. One hard rubber ball, the bow and arrow set, red wagon, anything else? I don't know. How much does that come to? Let's see. Two, fifty, six... $8.75. Well, here's my roll. $7.63. My credit good for the rest? Oh, never mind the rest. <laughs> and here's a bag of peppermints. Oh. Christmas ain't Christmas without peppermints. Oh, thanks. You're all right, Johnson. I had a kid myself. One. Now, get along, Dick Bullen. Daylight ain't gonna wait for you. So long. Merry Christmas. <laughs> It's only me. Yeah, as soon as I get this package in the saddlebag, we're off. And you better pick up your heels if we're going to make it. Hello. Uh, Rosita. Oh, Richard, you do come to see Rosita. You don't forget. How'd you know I was here? Amy, waiting by a horseman right by my window. I look out. It's my caballero. So I come and wait. Oh, you buy Rosita presents, no? I, uh... No, some toys for kids. Toys? Yeah, he's sick. Listen, honey, I risked my neck getting here, and I've got to get going, or I'll never make it back to Simpson's bar by daylight. Ah, oh, so you did not come to see Rosita. You say you love me, but you do not come to see me. Not after night, I'll wait. I watch from my window, and you do not come. 
It is the rain, I say. The danger from the water. It keeps you away. But now... But, honey, the kid's sick. There is no kid. There is another woman. Why you do not tell me about her? Oh, honey, you know I'm crazy about you. Honest. There's nobody else. Then you come by, Rosita, a drink. Hmm? But, oh, I can't. It's a quarter to four already. I've got to leave or I won't make it. Please. Well, I... You do love me, no? You say. Well, I... No. No, I can't. I can't. So go then. And when you come back, Rosita will have another sweetheart. Well, if that's the way you want it, so long, Rosita, and Merry Christmas. A clatter of wild hooves down the empty street, past the still-lighted saloon, the church, and out onto the lonely plain. The yellow mare raced ahead with unreasoning fury, the man on her back hunched low in the saddle. At 4 o'clock, they passed the stage tavern. At 4.30, they thundered into the long slope that led to Rattlesnake Creek. The man in the saddle relaxed, smiled to himself. Then, suddenly, in the road ahead, appeared a shadowy horse and rider. Drop your hands or I'll shoot. Stand aside, Jack Foster. I know you, you low-down thief. Give me your shadow bag or I'll kill you. Get him to me to kick. Stop! Good girl, Tavita. Good girl. muddy road, the highwayman scrambled to his feet. But there was only the darkness around him and the echo of the flying hooves of the wild yellow horse. Ahead, Jovita raced down the long slope to Rattlesnake Creek, her mane blowing in the wind. Her rider slumped across the saddle horn, his right arm hanging limp, a dark stain spreading over his shirt. There was a roaring in his ears and he was very tired. The roaring grew to a mighty thunder. Perhaps it was a pain, he thought, or the loss of blood. With an effort, he opened his eyes and stared with horror. The creek, the roaring was the surging clamor of the water, now a mighty raging river. Together, Horace and Ryder plunged into the torrent and were locked from view. And in the east, over Simpson's Bar, the sky began to lighten. Wake up, old man. You've been sleeping right here all night in your good clothes. Johnny. Leave him be. It's little enough peace, the poor little tyke. What time is it? Five o'clock. If you want any breakfast, you can help me clean up this cabin. I never seen such a mess. You and your drunken friends. Oh, now, Martha. Why, they ain't even gone home yet. That gambler fella and old Staples are outside right now, sitting by a campfire. Why, so they are. Now, that's funny. Most likely too drunk to get home. It's 40 degrees, if it's anything. Hand me that broom and go wash your face. Well, all right. What happened? Hey, listen, listen. Now, who in tarnation can that be? Probably another drunk. I'll give him a piece of my mind, I will. Now, what's the idea? Dick Bowling. Merry Christmas, ma'am. He, he, he's hurt. What? Tell, tell Johnny... Santa Claus is here. Oh, help me, Marty. Staples, Hamlin, lend me a hand. He's passed out. Another cup of coffee, Mr. Bowling? No, thank you, ma'am. I'm feeling better now. Ah. I don't know how to thank you. I really don't. Oh. There. That bandage ought to hold till we can get the dock over from the junction. Ah, thanks, sir. What about the toy? Too big for a stocking, but I laid him on the fire, please. Dad? Oh, come out here, Sonny. I've got something to show you. What's everybody doing here? Ain't it pretty soon for company? Uh, Merry Christmas, Johnny. Santa Claus has come to see you, Johnny. Santa Claus? 
Gee, look. A, a real bow and arrows and, and a wagon and... Oh, gee, are they really mine? Yes, Jenny. Then you weren't fooling me, were you, Ma? No, Johnny. I wasn't fooling you. Uh, <clears throat> Johnny, uh, Santa Claus had a spell of trouble getting here, and some of the arrows got busted, and... Well, the uh, candy's all wet. Oh, that don't matter. Yeah, no, there's a wheel off the wagon, too, and... I reckon you're parking with your new one. Oh, it's fine, real fine. I bet you nobody ever had such wonderful presents, ever. Oh, reminds me when I was a little girl, back in Ohio. Yeah, I remember sitting in the kitchen of a Christmas morning with my stocking full of goodies and smelling a plum pudding in the oven. And we'd walk to church in the snow. And the choir would sing carols. What's a carol, Ma? Well, it's a kind of song. Christmas song. I never heard a Christmas song. Would you sing one for me? It's been so long, I might have forgot how. Oh, come on. For, for the kid, Marty. We'll all join in with you. Well, after all, it's Christmas. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild, Outside, dawn came. The sky was as blue as lake water. And in the east was a single bright star. The west wind sang in the pines with the sound of angels. And in the quiet valley there was peace. Christmas had come at last to Simpson's Bar. by the California Physician Service, you and more than a half million other Californians know that the letters CPS mean care, protection, and service. CPS. Yes, that's the modern happy way to good health. Your own family doctor continues to serve you. The California Physician Service pays the bills. You benefit in the three ways which count most. You receive care, protection, and service. CPS. Employers know how important good health is to your happiness and efficiency. That's why many encourage their employees to enroll in one of the prepaid voluntary health plans. Employees' coverage in CPS has many more advantages than can be told now. If you're not covered, if you aren't one of the half million, find out about CPS. Send a postcard or letter today to the California Physician Service in care of the station to which you are listening. Simply say, tell me more about CPS. And know what it means to have care in time of illness, protection in time of need, service in time of emergency. Care, protection, and service, CPS. Write for your free folder today for a healthier, happier tomorrow. (laughs) 
You've been listening to another dramatic story of California Caravan, based on an incident of true history that has contributed to our romance and adventure. The California Medical Association, your family doctor, invites you to listen again next week, same time, same station, for another drama from the pages of the past on... California Caravan. California Caravan was produced and directed by Lou Holzer, with music by Milton Sharp. How Santa Claus Came to Simpson's Bar was an original story by Bret Hart, adapted for radio by Beth Barnes. Featured in today's cast were Bob Purcell, Virginia Gregg, Paul Fries, Ed Max, Hal Girard, Jerry Farber, and Ralph Moody. Bruce Buell speaking. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. 3.30 KECA, Los Angeles. Try the new delicious Barbara Ann Dutch Crunch Bread. Tempting sesame seeds make it a real taste thrill. For breakfast, dinner, or for lunch, it's fun to munch on new Dutch Crunch. Barbara Ann Dutch Crunch. It's just a big bread. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not Boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.